0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with
1: J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's great to have you here with us today. An exciting show on this Monday, a victory Monday for the Duke football team as they defeat Kansas by a score of 52-33. to 33. My name is J.J. Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen for everything in the world of Duke athletics. means a whole lot to us. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore so you can get all of the latest updates about this program. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast platform so I can give you a five-star Friday shout-out. That means a whole lot when you take time to leave a review, so I want you to get some recognition for that and give it some praise here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. On today's show, not only are we going to recap the Duke game versus Kansas, all four non-conference games are concluded for Duke football, so let's recap those. See where the Blue Devils are in the ACC standings. And also take a look at the men's basketball schedule release and some soccer updates for you as well regarding the Duke Blue Devils. Today is a Monday. It's not a mailbag Monday, however. That's when we take your questions and answer them. So if you have any questions for a future mailbag Monday, send them to me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or send an email, lockedonbluedevils at gmail.com. Let's dive into today's show. Duke football defeat. Beats Kansas this past weekend by a score of fifty-two to thirty-three. Kansas led this game at halftime by a score of twenty-four to twenty-one. They had a rushing touchdown in the final minute of the first half to give them that advantage, and Duke found a way to take care of business in the second half. Taking a look at the numbers for Duke offensively, Gunnar Holmberg had an outstanding day, 22 of 29 for 328 yards, passing one touchdown pass, one interception. That interception early in the first half, he got better as the game went on. As Holmberg finished with 88 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns for a quarterback that's right Gunnar Holmberg became the eighth player in Duke football history to have four rushing touchdowns in one game the first to accomplish that since 2013. Mateo Durant 21 carries for 124 yards one score for him he's now up to eight rushing touchdowns on the season himself Jake Bobo another big day seven catches for 105 yards And uh, no touchdowns for Jake Bobo. But Jalen Calhoun had five catches for 67 yards. Calhoun had a receiving touchdown. And last week on the Friday show with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk, he was one of my predictions to find the end zone. I asked uh, Josh, I said, hey, somebody not named Mateo Durant that finds the end zone, who do you think? I said Jalen Calhoun. And he found the end zone, so awesome. That's awesome to see Calhoun get there. Jake Bobo having a great year, but yet to get in the end zone. Hopefully that changes sometime soon for Jake. Duke has now won three straight games. The last three-game winning streak for Duke football, was back in September of 2019, so this is long overdue. It feels good to be on a winning streak. We hope that continues as Duke gets ready for their game this upcoming Saturday at UNC, a big-time rivalry game between the Blue Devils and the Tar Heels. Defensively for Duke, Shaka Hayward led the way with nine tackles, including one interception. Nate Thompson also had an INT for the Blue Devil defense, they made locker room adjustments in the second half. Again, they only gave up nine points to the Kansas Jayhawks in the second half after giving up 24 in the first. Duke football finishes with a 3-1 and record in non-conference competition. Let's take a listen to the audio highlights on the ACC Network, Duke football versus Kansas. <laughs>
0: Blue Bloods, Duke and Kansas on the hardwood, but they're looking to show they've got what it takes on the gridiron this afternoon. Duke Blue Devils and Kansas Jayhawks coming your way on a beautiful day on Tobacco Road.
1: You can snap the ball right to him or hand him off and he can gain yards.
0: Oh, that's picked. That in the distance. Oh, the second. house. Holmberg with the mistake and good hustle just to track down Dotson. In this play has one yeah. oh. of the last. 57 yards for Mateo Durant. That's touchdown number eight. Wilson, a handful of players coming from Buffalo with live bolt. Now pressure on the edge. Complete escaping. He came out Ben Fry with a great sack and bringing down Bane for a big loss. In the ACC, I this lost week. The college game it was wild earlier today. Fumble! up by Kansas, the second turnover of the day for the Duke Blue Devils, and the Jayhawks are again in business. We've seen so far they haven't been able to do that. Shaka Hayward with five tackles already. Here's Lachlan's going to score for Kansas. And for Holmberg to give to Duran. No, he keeps it himself, and he'll score easily he for everybody, including me. Here's Lachlan, last time he was in, the gave it tailback, he took a pass to the house the end of, A lot of room here he might win this one in the end zone he will 36 yards for Lochland you know, Gunner Holmberg found him cute game there's Holmberg out to the outside nice catch by Calhoun he'll be on- throw from the pocket.
1: Outstanding. That audio, again, courtesy of the ACC Network, as Duke football finishes with a 52-33 victory over Kansas. Those highlights ended with the third rushing touchdown for Gunnar Holmberg. He went on to have four rushing touchdowns in that game. Just crazy, crazy, crazy good performance from Duke's quarterback. Let's take a quick break. Coming up next, more talk on Duke football's 3-1 and non-conference start and some ACC league-wide numbers right here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can come up and win 10 times. On any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine basketball, football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils Podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and I am the host of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening each and every day and making this your first listen for everything when it comes to Duke Athletics. On the football side of things, Duke football is three and one after their four non-conference games, a loss to Charlotte, and then wins over North Carolina AT, Northwestern, and Kansas. I would have taken a three-and-one start in the non-conference slate preseason no matter how it came I would have said yeah absolutely sign us up for a three and one start with this Duke football team just given the lack of of talent that a lot of people felt on this team the uncertainty at the quarterback position uh, after Chase Bryce was awful last year for Duke in 2020 however I definitely would have thought the loss would have been to Northwestern not Charlotte that was such a surprising loss for Duke at the beginning of the year when they lost that non-conference game on the road at the Charlotte 49ers to get us started this season And they found a way to beat Northwestern, so I would have flipped those games. That's what I would have thought had happened, but that's obviously not the case. Regardless, the record is the same at 3-1, and and I think you have to be pleased. Duke football has the 4th most points per game in the ACC at 38.8, the 10th most points per game allowed in the conference at 26. Duke has the number 1 rushing offense in the conference, 247.3 yards per game, 989 total yards, 5.3 average yards per carry, and 17 rushing touchdowns. All of those are first in the conference, the number one rushing offense in the conference. That is crazy. That's awesome as we hope that continues for Duke football moving into conference competition. Running the football has been so grand for Duke, but they're really not one-phased at all, as Duke has the fourth-best passing offense in the conference, which is surprising. Really, all the numbers for Duke passing-wise are great, with the exception of touchdowns. Just three touchdown passes for Gunnar Holmberg, but that's because they run the football into the end zone so frequently that you can't have as many passing touchdowns. Gunnar Holmberg with 1,140 passing yards. Again, that is fourth most in the conference. Those rushing numbers to break it down for Duke. It's Gunnar Holmberg with 158 rushing yards this season, six rushing touchdowns. The running back, Mateo Durant, 522 yards eight touchdowns on the ground. Jordan Moore, the backup quarterback, 99 rushing yards, two touchdowns. And then Jordan Waters, the backup running back, 167 yards, one rushing touchdown for Jordan Waters. Duke offense on the line, they've given up the second fewest sacks in the entire conference. Outstanding. The second fewest sacks given up by this Blue Devil offensive line. That's remarkable. You knew it was a good offensive line if they have the number one rushing offense, but also they're keeping Gunnar Holmberg upright, not allowing him to be sacked Uh, That all, and so uh, I hope that continues for Duke as they continue uh, into or jump into ACC play I should say. Mateo Durant 522 rushing yards, that is second in the conference, 14 fewer yards than Syracuse's Sean Tucker who's got the most in the league Durant has those 8 touchdowns, that's the most in the ACC Sean Tucker right behind him with 7 Jake Bobo has 34 catches already on the year, that is most in the conference, Bobo has 385 receivers Receiving yards. That is fourth most. Josh Downs has been electric. He's a wide receiver for UNC. He's got the second most catches, most receiving yards. He's going to be a player to watch out for this upcoming weekend. And then, as we said, Gunnar Holmberg has the fourth most passing yards for the Blue Devils. This offense has been great. The defense has been okay and uh, we hope the defensive numbers continue for Duke football. That's kind of my thoughts. I'm really pleased with where Duke football is after their first four weeks of the season, and I really did not feel this way after that opening loss to Charlotte. I thought things could have been a whole lot worse. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Duke soccer programs and a breakdown of the basketball schedule next on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Sweat Block. Hey, guys, so there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know when you are sweating through your shirts for no reason? It's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why I use Sweat Block Antiperspirant White. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirant. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweat Block once or twice a week. And it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar celebrate the freedom of choice with all of their amazing flavors. Did you know that they had so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well then you're missing out coconut raspberry mint brownie double chocolate strawberry orange cookies and cream that's just to name a few you know what my favorite flavor is well it's definitely cookies and cream it's so good it's healthy covered in 100 percent chocolate and yet i've got so much energy after eating it that is 17 grams of protein 130 calories 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors Wow, that's awesome. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Order today and you got to try the new flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. It's a really good one or just order whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Isn't that great? Getting ready for some Olympics, track and field events and that sort of thing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E. D15 for 15% off your next order. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Duke women's soccer, the number two team in the country. We've been updating you about them periodically. They are now 7-1-1 overall, 1-1-1 in the ACC. Recent matches for Duke soccer on the women's side, they beat UNC on the road 1-0. They lost to Virginia 1-0. And then they drew with Virginia Tech, a 1-1 score in that one as Duke women's soccer gets ready for a game versus Syracuse on Saturday. And then on Thursday, October 7th, they've got a game versus NC State. So, three straight road games for the Blue Devils to open up league play. Now they've got two straight at home. Let's see if they can put more wins in the win column. As Duke currently is the number two soccer team in the entire country. That's awesome. Congrats to the Duke women's soccer team on the men's side of the pitch Duke men's soccer number six in the country they are six and one overall three and oh in ACC play as goalkeeper Elliot Hamill is fresh off an ACC defensive player of the week honor after he was outstanding and shut out victories at number 16 UNC a win three nothing for Duke and at Syracuse he won that game by a score of one to nothing so no goals allowed for Elliot Hamill and no goals allowed In conference play, as Duke also beat number six Virginia Tech at the time by a score of one to nothing, so Duke was lower in the rankings. They beat the number six team in the uh, in the country, Virginia Tech, by a score of one to nothing, and they took over that number six ranking. Tomorrow, Duke soccer has one more non-conference game versus Howard, and then on Friday they jump back into ACC play with a home contest versus Louisville. Again, a few weeks ago, we had Chris Edwards from Blue Devil Network who does some play-by-play work for the ACC Network Extra as well. He was on the call for Duke women's soccer periodically throughout the season. This men's team is a really good team as well, uh, number six in the entire country. Really good job for Duke soccer so far. Finally, to close out today's show, I did want to talk about Duke's ACC men's basketball schedule we got a chance to talk about this last week with Jason Evans from the Duke basketball report but to to talk about it and break it down fully for you 20 ACC games for Duke men's basketball and what will be the final ACC and, and final season period for Mike Krzyzewski as the head coach of our Duke Blue Devils Duke will play the following teams both on the road and at home Inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Two games versus Clemson. Two games versus Syracuse. Two games versus Florida State, Virginia, Wake Forest. And then, yeah, two games versus UNC. Per usual, the final game of the regular season in Mike Krzyzewski's tenure as the Duke Blue Devils head coach will be at home at Cameron Indoor Stadium versus the North Carolina Tar Heels. Duke has home games only versus Georgia Tech, Miami, Virginia Tech, and NC State. Duke has away games only versus Boston College, Pittsburgh, Louisville, and at Notre Dame, as Duke's first ACC game will be on December 22nd, three games prior to Christmas, versus Virginia Tech at home, and then they'll play right out a week later. December 29th will be their second contest in league play after the Christmas holiday. Duke's schedule features 10 Saturday conference games, Five at home and five on the road. And Duke is featured twice on Big Monday on ESPN at Florida State. And then the home game versus Virginia is going to be a Big Monday game as well. Those are so critical, you know, because it's Saturday, one day of rest for Sunday, and then you're back in action on Monday. So Duke's got to do that twice as they navigate through their season Here in 2021-2022. I like the schedule. I mean, look, you knew what the teams were going to be. You kind of had an idea of who Duke would play twice this season. The league does such a great job of putting everything on a rotation basis so you could start to figure some things out. But it's just cool to think about the final road trips that Coach K is going to have as the head coach for Duke. The final times that certain teams are going to come into his building to play on Coach K court against him and that sort of thing. So uh, tomorrow is Tuesday and that marks six weeks away officially from the start of the college basketball season. Duke taking on Kentucky. That's going to be an absolute treat. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. Again, follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Now make sure you check out the Locked On ACC podcast with Candace Cooper as she recaps the fourth week of ACC football action. I join her tomorrow on lockdown, on ACC, and tomorrow on Locked on Blue Devils, Candace Cooper joins us. That's right. Candace Cooper will be on our show to talk about the North Carolina Tar Heels getting ready to host our Duke football team on the gridiron. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.